If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, Dairy Queen just brought back the pumpkin pie blizzard. Second, talk about bringing home the bacon. An 18-pound ham sold for a record $10 million at the Kentucky State Fair last week. How much? $10 million for a ham. It was part of an annual fundraiser auction, and the money's all going to charity. And finally, in the world of food, have you ever noticed that so many pickle jars don't include the word pickle on the label? Hmm. Most big brands like Clausen and Vlasic say things like kosher dill spears or bread and butter slices. But the word pickles is nowhere to be found. Well, TikTok is calling it Picklegate. And they're trying to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> the brands say, because you can see the pickles right through the glass jar, why does it? They, why do they have to have the word pickles on there? Hmm. My um, daughter's, one of my daughter's boyfriends has a dog named Pickles. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's a cute name for a dog. A lot better than calling your dog Kosher Dill Spear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or bread and butter chips. Have you ever flown uh, one of the low-cost airlines, one of the low, like super, super low-cost airlines? Yeah. The thing that surprises a lot of people, you get to the gate, and they start charging you for everything. Oh, oh yeah. that, that's too big to be a carrier. Oh, you're not allowed to carry. You have to pay for that, and people mm-hmm. are surprised. Well, one of the airlines is in trouble for that. We're going to really? talk about it next. Okay, so I used to fly this particular airline a lot when my mom was in rehab. Um, they had a direct route from where I live to Baltimore. Um, and it was always dirt cheap. And because I wasn't taking any carry-ons, I, I would just fly up. I wouldn't take anything but me and my wallet and my phone. I could do it really, really cheap. Um, but Spirit Airlines has agreed to pay over $8 million in a class action suit uh, from people saying that they were tacked on surprise carry-on fees. That wasn't noted ahead of time? They they felt like they didn't know about it? Um, yeah, uh, the passenger's right. And Spirit is saying, like, no, it was on our website. And it is, but you got to kind of look really, really close. Oh. And if you're used to, well, no, I, this is my carry-on. The, 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 this is, like, my purse or whatever. Yeah. They, if it's too big, they will charge you for it. Whoa. So, so you yeah. don't qualify because you saw the fine print. Well, you yeah, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't have money. any carry-ons. I, w- I was happy with the, the $25 flight. <laughs> yeah, because I signed up for um, the Facebook class action. I'm like, oh, if I get really? a couple of dollars, why not? Maybe, yeah, maybe you'll get like 75 cents yeah. <laughs> of Mark Zuckerberg's fortune. <laughs> okay, so I know, Kev, you're not into roller coasters at all. I used to be. I hate roller coasters. But there is a roller coaster they're building that I'm super intrigued by. And I think they robbed all dads of a dad joke by what they named it. I'll tell you about it next. So if you love roller coasters, you'll be fascinated to know there's a a theme park in Indiana. Um, It's a a, a holiday world and splash and safari theme park. Okay. And they're building a gravy themed roller coaster. (laughs) It's literally the the cart is a gravy boat. If anyone still knows what those are, where you have to race against time to help grandma make her gravy and save Thanksgiving. What? And I feel like they robbed every dad of a dad joke because, you know, you're on a gravy themed roller coaster. Mm -hmm. What would every dad love to say when he gets off the ride? Good gravy. That was quite a ride. But they named the ride Good Gravy. So they robbed mm, all you dads of the perfect dad joke that you would hear over and over and over again. No kidding. (laughs) Okay, so this is something that happens every year this time of year. In the past, I've even made it a theme on my social media pages like, Screech, screech, it's happening again. Everywhere I find it, I would post it. And that is... 
everything is pumpkin spice. The <laughs> drinks, the cookies, the, the dog changes. treats, the oil changes, the toilet paper. And this time, it's gone way too far, people. And this is a real item. They now have pumpkin spice wipes for the bathroom. As in, you know, like the how the... towelette wipe things? Yeah, you know how like they'll have the store, like the little cartoon bears. It's not that yeah, brand, yeah. but they'll... The bears feel all clean. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm clean, clean. <laughs> I'm pumpkin, so pumpkin now spice I'm clean. Pumpkin spice clean. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, people! Pumpkin spice bottom wipes. This is this is insane now. Like, what in the world? It was already like way too much, much too much. Uh-huh. Every product. I mean, there's pumpkin spice gummy bears. There's pumpkin spice. You name it. And now it's wipes for okay. the bathroom. There, I usually say there are two kinds of people in this world. I'm going to expand it. There are three kinds of people in this world regarding mm-hmm. pumpkin spice, moist toilet wipes. There are people we'll call sane people who go, oh, come on. Then there are people who will actually buy them because they think, oh, this is pumpkin spice. I got to have it. <laughs> and then there are people who are going to buy it as a novelty. Yeah. Put it in like their their bathroom that when company comes over, they use just to see what they say. Yeah, they're already on Amazon and it's from a company called Dude Wipes and they're called Dumpkin Spice Wipes. <laughs> D-U-M-P. Okay, now I gotta get them. Now I gotta get them. We got company coming this weekend. I want them in the bathroom just to see what people say. Oh. <laughs> what in the world? Does your kid read a lot? This will encourage you to help them develop a habit of reading. A new study suggests they're likely to be happier, more physically active, have more active imagination, and even problem solve better than kids that rarely or never read. Kids who read often and very often generally have a more active imagination and than those who rarely read. And children who read also make a more proactive approach to resolving negative mm. situations and problems. Man, wow. that is some solid evidence of get reading, kids. Yeah, my kids all, and, and I got to give all credit to my wife, Tracy. They they all, even as adults, love to read. They always have their nose in a book. Um, one thing I can remember, though, is uh, the Harry, Harry Potter books. Uh, my son being disappointed when the movies came out. It's like, that's not Harry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's how big his imagination that, that, right, was. That's, that's not cool. what he looked like in my head. Yeah. Coming up, the best example of the difference just one person can make. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. I love this example of the difference one person can make. This little five-year-old kid in Seattle opened a lemonade stand to raise money for fire victims in Maui and ended up raising over $17,000. His name is Edison, and he and his mommy and daddy went on vacation to Hawaii this year. So when little Edison heard about the fire, he wanted to help. He was like, Mom, maybe we can do one of those stands. Took me a minute, and he was like, a lemonade stand, you know? I could sell food and popsicles. We're selling popsicles and some toys, sparkling water, suckers. Isn't he so cute? Five years old and he raised $17,000 and every penny is going to the Maui Strong Fund. I love that. He's like, we've got lemonade and suckers and it's one-stop shopping. (laughs) That's what it is. What a great kid. Yeah, I love him. The weirdest thing happened in the middle of the night last night. I can't wait to tell you about this. I was like, 
what is going on? Did the aliens visit again? Maybe. <laughs> the weirdest thing happened in the middle of the night last night. All of a sudden, there was all this commotion, and it was crazy, and I thought maybe the, there was an intruder in the house, and my husband had jumped out of bed, and he was like, go, go, just go, go. And I was like, I immediately started going, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, Glenn, wake up. Yeah. And he was like, he was dreaming. He, yeah, he was fighting a wild animal <laughs> in his sleep and he jumped wow. out of bed to keep fighting it. Wow. He sleeps on the side of the bed closer to the bedroom door. And he like started running out the bedroom door and was going to keep chasing the, the wild animal. And mm. I'm like, babe, you were basically sleepwalking. You were like, you got out of bed while asleep. He's like, I woke up right away. I said, I said, wake up, wake up, Glenn, wake up like three times. It was crazy. Would you like me to do some dream analysis for you? Because I can. <laughs> that he's I fighting a, a wild a animal a in our bedroom, I in our thought. house. Okay. The exterminator is nope. overdue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last week you told us that his parents got a puppy. Yes. Right? A huge, ginormous puppy. But this is a puppy. A great Pyrenees. And I was saying that eventually that dog is going to become yours. Either they're going to be like too old and unable to take care of this massive horse of a dog, mm-hmm. you know, or the inevitable will happen for all of us. And, and you guys will inherit the dog. The wild animal represented the dog. <laughs> he does not want that dog. And he's repressing those emotions. He knows I'll get so stressed out having to vacuum twice a day, <laughs> which is what you have to do if you have a great Pyrenees. That's what that dream was all about. <laughs> That's funny. I'll have to tell him about that. Just so you know, babe, Kev, analyze your dream yeah. for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read a lot of People magazine. I know things. <laughs> <laughs> So Taylor's telling us Glenn was sleepwalking the other night. I have some experience with with sleepwalking. Not me, but I think it might run in my run in the family. Does anyone else in Glenn's family sleepwalk? Like no. parents? Or and he's never done it ever in his That's life. That's the first time he ever. Jumped out of bed wow. chasing a wild animal out hmm. of the bedroom. Man, uh, well, we have a history of sleepwalking in my family. I had an uncle who would sleepwalk. My mom used to tell the story. Oh yeah, when Uncle Max would sleepwalk, you could talk to him. Like you could tell him, like, "Hey, you're getting on the bus. Get your change out of your pocket." And he'd like pretend to it's read. Almost like uh, hip hypnosis. Yeah, 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 kind of like yeah. that. And and I kind of like half believed my mom about that. I was like, "Oh, she's exaggerating. It's just a great story that's gotten bigger and bigger over time." Until one of my kids, one of my daughters, sleepwalks so much so that when she went away to be a camp counselor, we said, "You need to tell the people in charge." That you've been known to sleepwalk. And if they, if one day you're gone, they need to go search the woods for you <laughs> because you sleepwalk. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, like, we get up, walk into the living room, and you knew, okay, that's not really her. <laughs> she, something's yeah. up here. She'd like walk and sit down, look around a little bit, and then go right back okay, to bed. That would freak me out. Yeah. It was one thing to have Glenn jump out of bed and think he was chasing a wild animal out of the bedroom. Yeah. But I was able to wake him up right away. Yeah. But if he had continued and I couldn't stop him. I'm just glad that I live, uh, my family lives in modern times. It wasn't like medieval days because that happened in like 1420. They'd be like, she's a witch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, she's sleepwalking. Right. Therefore, she's a witch. Tie her up. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Nowadays, there's a bit more of an understanding of what's going on in people's brains. that No, they're not a witch. They've got... Probably just, you know, unresolved issues or something, right? right? So, uh, but yeah, we've got some, I wonder if it is hereditary. It'd be interesting to find that out.
if sleepwalking runs in some people's yeah. families and doesn't in others. Are you tired of trying to be the so-called perfect mom? Boy, am I. (laughs) (laughs) Today's parents have bigger worries than Instagram-worthy birthday decor. They say moms for generations, of course, have faced that ideal of what motherhood should be. But the pressure is more acute for moms who arrived at parenthood in the age of social media. There are friends and fellow parents posting carefully curated snapshots of their perfect lives And it's hard to combat the expectations to be the perfect parent. Mm. Our culture is so driven by demonstrating your value by aesthetics. So I love that so many moms are working hard to fight against those expectations and instead focus on being the mom God made them to be for their children. That's awesome. We should talk about that. Uh, We'd love to hear from you, specifically moms. Do you feel that pressure? Do you feel pressure because of social media to, to be a different kind of mom? Do you feel like you're not living up to the expectations of what a mom is because of stuff that you see on other people's Instagram or Facebook or whatever? We'd love to hear from you. So we would love to hear from you, especially moms. Do you feel like there's so much pressure to measure up to this false expectation that you see on social media of people posting the perfect kids, the perfect birthday party, the perfect everything? And you're like, that's not me. We'd love to hear what you're going through. Give us a call. So, Elena, we're talking about this whole idea of being the perfect mom and how it doesn't really exist. But do you feel that pressure? It's a lot of pressure, especially when you consult things like fake book. I mean, Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Right. No kidding. And all the other things where you see the Photoshop, you see perfect smile. And I actually read something and saw something the other day that said it's better to be a present mom than to be an imperfect mom faking that she's perfect. Oh, that's so good. Wow. So good. Yeah. I know someone who was at a birthday party for an influencer's daughter and everything was just like over the top balloon arches, perfection everywhere. And the cake fell and it would have been the best, most epic post in the world and video of like, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. That's life. The cake, yeah. some the perfect cake sometimes falls and she completely hid it from social media. Uh, it was no never, way. ever oh. revealed to anyone except the people at the party. Uh. So, yeah, yeah we, we That's can't. That's what I try with my kids is being the present mom. I may not have my hair looking perfect or makeup or the right outfit, but I will be there for my kids no matter what. Hair looking perfect. That's what ponytails and baseball hats are for, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. So we're, we're barely into pumpkin spice season, but it's already starting to feel like the holidays at my house. I mean, it's starting to feel like Christmas is coming. My wife is so happy right now. Uh, Company's coming. I'll tell you what's going on next. So something has unfolded at our home um, pretty spontaneously just within the last couple of days. All of a sudden, uh, preparations that are almost like the holidays are happening. My wife is making menus and and shopping lists for Saturday night because for the first time in forever, all three daughters will be home simultaneously and they're all staying the night. Yay! And it's just bedlam. It all started with our, our daughter, Amber, who moved to another city. She's like, hey, can I come home for the weekend, just chill for a couple days? We're like, sure. And then I got the idea to go to the Van Gogh exhibit. Yeah, I just went. It's so good. Then I said to uh, her other sister and sister's boyfriend, you guys want to go? They're like, yeah. So then I 
texted the other daughter, hey, everybody's going. You want to go? And they're like, yeah. And then Tracy said, let's invite everyone over afterwards. And they all said, yeah. And then they all said, can we just crash and spend the night? And Tracy said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How fun. I'm so excited for you guys. So, yeah. It's a slumber party. It's almost like a holiday. Well, now, you know, to me, I'm like, sweet, that'll be fun. She already started cleaning last night. Like went into my area because that's where one of them's going to have to sleep in the, the basement, which is pretty much my area. And she was like, you got to do something with these albums. They're everywhere because I have a big vinyl collection. They're everywhere. You got to do something with this. So, <laughs> so this is affecting your life now. Yes. So we started cleaning <laughs> last night. She's making a list and all this food she's going to get and make. And she wants to have Sunday morning breakfast prepped already so she doesn't have to be in the kitchen. She's like, I don't want to be stuck in the kitchen and not enjoying everyone. Do a little overnight French toast so, or something like that? Or a egg casserole? It's going to be quiche. Quiche. She's Very going nice. To make a quiche, Fancy. So. But anyhow, uh, as as her husband, I'm really enjoying watching her get so excited that all That's the kids awesome. are coming home. So you've got me feeling a little squeamish and a little guilty about your wife's excitement about all the girls being home. How come? Because I'm going to see uh, my mom uh, next weekend because my niece is getting married in my hometown of Jupiter, Florida. Okay. And there's so many people coming home and it's going to be so jam packed that Glenn declared the other night he really wants to get a hotel room. He's no, like, listen, we're no. all going to be trying to get all gussied up and looking fantastic for this right. formal, first ever formal wedding we've been to like the scene in, in our my, lives. Like uh, my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> They're all trying to get ready together. It'd be awesome. And, it, you know, like my nephew lives there with my mom and he takes like 30 minute showers. And so that would Not leave. That, day. <laughs> that would leave. Let's see. One, two, three. That would leave five of us trying to get ready in one bathroom. <laughs> and he's like, babe, I just think it's one of those times where we splurge on a hotel no, room and I'm like, no, 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 I'm dreading no. telling my mom. I haven't told her yet. Right, I told the sister heart. who were her ride because we're getting the rental car. I told her and she took it well because that this way her daughter doesn't have to sleep in the dining room. Okay. For, where she was going to have to sleep. What's the guy girl ratio staying at your mom's house? Uh, how many guys? How many girls? Three men and four women. Okay. No one cares what the guys look like. <laughs> they have to usher. They found out that, they're that's ushers. That's fine. But at a formal wedding, everyone's looking at how great the ladies look. No one's looking at the guys. As long as you don't look bad, you're good to go as yeah. a guy. As long as you're not a train wreck, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. It's the ladies. That, so you got four. How many bathrooms? Uh, well, we'd all, the three, three of the women would be sharing one. If I could show you pictures of the bedroom we're probably going to have to sleep in. Yeah. Is it like your childhood bedroom? Is it a um, single bed? Well, I wouldn't Holly mind getting... See, there's the pink bedroom, the yellow bedroom, and the blue bedroom. And Lance oh, is taking like over the... White House. The, yeah. Lance is taking over the blue bedroom. That's his territory, and you don't okay. mess with that. And then there's a Murphy bed that falls down from the wall. That's like hard as a rock, and it's a full... Um, so you, it's pretty tight and you can barely kind of make it around the room, around the bed. And then the pink bedroom is two twin beds, which I don't mind that because I sleep OK in that room. Hmm. I've slept in all three over my course of my well, childhood. Keep, keep us posted on how this. And unfolds. then my niece would have to sleep in the dining room. I know. I know me and the listeners don't have a vote, but we vote 
stay at your mom's house. Yeah, and I can by get up early way, and go make her pancakes and stuff. A Murphy bed. I've only seen those in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> you grew up with one? My No, we. my mom got it long after we all moved out. Wow. She wanted to make it her sewing room slash. But still be able to have. Be able to have a guest bed. Got yeah. It. How important are first impressions anyway? Well, get this. The first impression is made usually within 27 seconds of meeting someone. And a third of people make up their mind in 10 seconds. So what makes a good first impression? A genuine smile means that a person is receptive and connected with you when you're talking with them. What I like is someone who has confidence, good teeth, um, and obviously a nice <laughs> smile. It's from, it's from of course, Britain. it's from me. Okay. I like good teeth. I like good teeth. Not not wonky teeth. Um, <laughs> they, ever heard British people talk about Americans? I could tell they were American. They had great teeth. <laughs> so I shouldn't smile with my mouth open when I'm in Europe. It's it's one of oh, my biggest. If gifts. you want to disguise that you're American, thanks to my orthodontist. Uh, good manners, confidence, eye contact, being conversational, and arriving on time all help with a good first impression. Being about uh, making a good uh, first impression. The other thing is, uh, oh, when are we most worried? about making a good first impression. Um, a job interview, mm-hmm. a date, mm. meeting your partner's parents. <laughs> mm. And they say being a good listener makes an incredible first impression. About 40% of people feel anxious and nervous the first time they meet someone. Mm. There you go. First impressions. So we're going to check in with our producer Griffin in just a minute. And he says that a face keeps showing up in his actual mailbox. Like it's almost haunting him. In his mailbox? In his mailbox. Like real life mailbox, not yeah. his online mailbox. Real no, mail- his Ooh. real mailbox. That's weird. All I right, know. We'll find out what it is next. Griff is in the studio with us. And uh, Griff, Taylor was saying that a face keeps showing up in your mailbox over yeah. and over and over and over again. It, it's political season. I couldn't help but think, is, is it a politician running for office? No, it's not. It's a familiar face. It's someone I know. Like they keep showing up on mail in my mailbox how who why yeah it's one of my good friends from high school yeah his face is on all this mail i keep getting is he a realtor now (laughs) no he is a doctor we've known each other since we were freshmen in high school yeah we live close to each other yeah he's a doctor in the area and i guess the medical group that he's working for is doing this big marketing push and they used him they keep showing up in your mailbox and his face is all over this stuff and i keep getting in the mails and the first time it caught me by surprise like i know him that's my buddy (laughs) you should start a collection and like plaster his car one day he's not a doctor (laughs) that's the guy i got in trouble with exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's just so strange like that's he, yeah, funny. It's weird. That yeah. would be bizarre. Yeah. What it, yeah. Can I ask, what is he a doctor of? Hearts. Yes. No, he's a cardiologist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a big deal. No big kidding. Yeah. yeah. One of your friends. Yeah, I know. Surprising. <laughs> Griffith is the disappointment in the group. <laughs> he's actually said that himself before. I have. Oh, Everyone else no. is doctors and lawyers and all this stuff, yeah. and he's in radio. Yeah. Look at you, what you get to do every day. That's a lot of it's fun. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah, you get to have the most fun for sure. They just get to go all, you know, they go on vacations together to fancy places, and I can't afford you that. You get to follow so. them on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But think about this. What's the worst that could happen in your job? Dead air. What's the worst that could happen in his job? Dead. Literal death. death. <laughs> right. You had to use that word. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating sometimes the way people come up with names for their babies? Hmm. We're going to talk about that next. 
Don't you love uh, the stories behind people's names? There's always something kind of cool, usually, um, more than just like, it was a character on my favorite soap opera <laughs> or things like that when there's a family name and has meaning. Well, guess who just became a dad for the very first time? Seth from Need to Breathe. His wife just gave birth the other day and they had a little baby girl, uh, he and his wife, Tori. And this is pretty wild. Uh, Seth came up with a name for their daughter and it's a name I have not heard personally. It's Ama. A-M-M-A. And so it has all these meanings. First of all, when you say you when you spell it in all caps, it looks like the mountains and they live in the mountains of Tennessee. Hmm. They have those tree houses they run out and they lived on the, they live on the property. But it also honors uh, his Cherokee and his wife's Brazilian ancestry. Ama is the root word for mother in Cherokee and love in Portuguese. Hmm. And he said Ama is both powerful and gentle, a timeless elegance that perfectly mirrors the boundless power of love. So I thought that was really cool. Like so, so much meaning behind their name. And like they go into details of what it was like to become parents for the very first time. And, and be, you know, just the joy of having this baby girl in their lives now. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. cool. So congratulations to Seth from Need to Breathe. And yeah, his wife congrats, Corey. buddy. And the young one can say, I'm a hungry. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why Why did I not see that coming? <laughs> I'm going to need a bottle. <laughs> like now. <laughs> Meltdown's coming if I'm going to get a bottle soon. So we're talking about names and uh, unique names. And um, I, I got to give it to a friend of mine who's a teacher. Uh, just started teaching this year. And she's teaching in a district where there is a high, uh, high density uh, Indian population. Like immigrants from the country of India have settled there. So the kids have very, very unique and different names. And she has made it her mission to learn how to say all of their names. Tried to do That's it before awesome. the year started. Thought she had them all down pat. A couple of the kids corrected her Ooh, and were like, oh, no, yeah. no, here's how you say it. And the, and the one even said, I really appreciate you taking the time to really try to get all of our names down. That's no one's ever done that before. That's awesome. Yeah, so I thought that was uh, I thought that, that was That can be so cool. challenging. I know I've worked on that when I've been a girls on the run coach mm-hmm. and I ended up this is so embarrassing. I just made name tags every week. Every week <laughs> I was like, okay, everybody get your name tag on cuz they would change that. their hair mm-hmm. or what they were wearing and I would just be like, ah. Oh, be like, hey, I thought I had it. Hey girl. <laughs> <laughs> on the run. That's what I would have done. <laughs>